Brad Marchand took over Sunday's game against the Vancouver Canucks and probably deserves a lot more recognition when it comes to MVP discussions. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, November 29th. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. So please do subscribe. Uh, Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed, free to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated, especially if you're an Apple user. Uh, And you can also pop a comment on the YouTube feed. We can get some discussion going there as well. Uh, if you are on Twitter, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. Uh, same handle on Instagram, actually. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Uh, quick thank you as well for making last week the second highest download week in the history of the podcast that eclipsed the previous week. Uh, and, uh, you know, the highest week was back in May when the Bruins were in the thick of a playoff uh, hunt. And um, hopefully we can continue to build as the Bruins, you know, hopefully continue to win some games as they did on Sunday night. Thanks to Brad Marchand. Now the Bruins were um, trailing heading into the third period after local boy Connor Garland made it 2-1 in the second period for the Vancouver Canucks. And Brad Marchand proceeded to literally put the game on a stick by scoring the game tying goal and then pulling off a beautiful move in the offensive zone to create some space and get the puck over to David Pasternak for the game uh, winning goal. Uh, head coach Bruce Cassidy after the game said Marshank can help the Bruins win in a lot of ways offensively on the power play penalty kill. He's been doing it all for years. Uh, he is the Bruins best player. According to Bruce Cassidy, he plays the most minutes of any forward on the team. You hope it rubs off on other guys. And again, that's what you hope at the end of the day. Um, He thought, you know, Brad Marchand, his physicality uh, was certainly helpful. Trent Frederick came in there, finishing some checks, started to snowball a bit, that energy boost. We saw the not so great part of Brad Marchand over the weekend with some, uh, comments tossed at Artemi Panarin on Friday. Uh, There was a slew footing incident on Oliver Ekman Larson on uh, in the first period of of Sunday's game that went uncalled, uh, but the replay clearly showed it was uh, very borderline at best, but uh, he just knew that he needed to, uh, to bring it, send a message to his teammates by uh, playing hard, He said it's something that's been in the organization, a staple of Bruins culture, to play hard all the way through. The game 
He's getting away from that, he thinks, but good teams still play hard and finish checks and make it hard on opposing teams, and the Bruins are no different. Every guy, regardless of their size, can finish a check. Sometimes they present themselves more than other nights, and tonight was one of those nights. Um, He said the Bruins definitely didn't play the way that they can in the second period. They haven't been able to string together too many real good 60-minute efforts. We all have bore witness to that. But they're going to be happy with the way that they were resilient in the third period. That's something that's been a strong suit for this team for a long time. Did a great job getting back to that, not folding, and being resilient. It was a big win. And certainly that has been a staple of Boston Bruins hockey. Uh, You know, not that they're a comeback team per se, but they certainly do uh, have a propensity to keep it going right till the whistle and pull off some late game heroics. We saw that last season. Uh, There was a stretch of games where they, you know, came back from some pretty big deficits and, um, you know, it's been a hallmark all the way back to 2013. Now, Brad Marchand, he's up to 24 points in 18 games, nine goals, 15 assists, a 1.33 point per game average. And again, if you look back to uh, from, you know, 2016, 2017 until now, uh, he is third in NHL scoring behind only Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, he's well behind McDavid, uh, 112 points back, 36 points back of Dreisaitl. Uh, but you know, he is top three when it comes to production since 2016, 2017. That's a good five seasons now. He is the Bruins' most important player. And um, thank goodness he came through in a big way last night. The Canucks, I believe, have now lost nine of ten games. Uh, really in shambles this game against, you know, the team that beat them in the 2011 uh, Cup Championship. Would have been a big boost to them. And uh, who knows what the fallout will be, not just from this game, but the whole slide that they're on, uh, whether former Bruins assistant general manager and current uh, Canucks general manager Jim Benning uh, might be on the firing block, as well as former Bruin Travis Green, who's the head coach, uh, like we saw in Montreal over the weekend with a complete front office shakeup. We'll get to that here in a moment as well. But yeah, Brad Marchand, key to this one, definitely deserves uh, some MVP love. Now, he wasn't the only Bruin who made an impact. Uh, we'll talk more about this game in a moment, but first, a quick word about Direct TV. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part, there is no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct Stream. Learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Please do hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you use, whether you're an Apple user, which is the majority of you, uh, Spotify, Pocket Casts is what I use on my uh, Android phone. 
and also jump on the YouTube train. I think last time I checked, we were nearing uh, 100 subscribers. I think we had 89 at the moment. So if we could get to 100 uh, very soon, that would be that would be amazing. Now, Linus Olmark was also also instrumental in this win. He made 36 saves on 38 shots. Uh, he did look, I, I don't want to say shaky, but he was giving up a bunch of rebounds early on. Uh, but the Bruins would not have been in a position to tie the game if it were not if it were not for his uh, save on a shorthanded breakaway chance by Vancouver's Tyler Mott uh, just seconds before to keep the deficit at two to one. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said that goal would have been a backbreaker or could have been a backbreaker. When you judge goalies, it's timely saves, and that was huge. It was a huge save. If he doesn't make that save, Bruins probably don't win the game. Anything could have happened, but that was big. Uh, it was his first start since November 20th in Philadelphia. Uh, he ceded the net to Jeremy Swayman over the past two games while he dealt with an injury that he tweaked during the morning skate in Buffalo uh, last Wednesday. Uh, he said that save turned out to be a pretty big moment in the game because we scored right after. So definitely it's a confidence booster. He's now put together two strong starts in a row and it's possible that uh, Allmark will get the start again on Tuesday night against the Detroit Red Wings as uh, he tries to get into more of a groove. Uh, Cassidy said, we've got to get him in a rhythm. Some of that will be how he's feeling after this game. He missed some time with an injury, although he was able to serve as a backup. Uh, thought he might have re-injured himself in this one as he went down early in the game on a rimmed puck, but looked to have just hit a rut. So see how he's feeling here on Monday. The Bruins have games this week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So certainly there will be an opportunity to get him uh, some work and the Bruins do need to get him going. Uh, as I mentioned, he has had um, some issues in terms of, yeah, finding that groove. Trent Frederick made his return to the lineup after missing seven games with a concussion. He returned to his natural center position between Nick Foligno and Carson Kuhlman, uh, kind of a new look third line another fourth line, you might uh, argue, had some good opportunities. Uh, he was around the puck, skating better in the middle, a little bit more freedom to move around at the center position. Uh, face-offs, a bit of a challenge, but uh, Nick Foligno can step in and take them in a pinch. But he did play a pretty good game, uh, physical, had some chances. Uh, Jake DeBrusque and Eric Howla both sat out in this one. Um, and I don't know if that's a long-term, uh, thing. Uh, I would clearly like to see both of those players back in the lineup, uh, just to get going. Uh, Anton bleed skated on the fourth line. He scored the game or the Bruins first goal on a, uh, nifty move through the neutral zone that beat Yaroslav Halak glove side from pretty far out in the offensive zone, one that Halak should have had, uh, but he did leave the game later in the third period after taking a hit from behind by Oliver ekman Larson. Uh, that resulted in a power play that uh, David Pasternak 
scored on. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said it's an upper body injury, no concussion or anything like that. He hurt his upper body around the shoulder area, perhaps a collarbone. We'll reevaluate on Monday. Sore right now, and he may miss time, but he may not. If he does miss time and the Bruins are forced to call up a, uh, a winger, I would suggest Zach Sinishin, who had a, a hat trick over the weekend, and he's been playing pretty well for the Providence Bruins uh, lately. So I think that's pretty much it for last night's game. Again, the Bruins uh, defeating the Vancouver Canucks. Five on five, they were the better team. Uh, 51-36 in terms of shot attempts. 8-3 in terms of uh, high danger chances. That's been a, a real issue for the Bruins this season. Uh, you know, I've, I've pumped out some advanced stats to uh, show how the Bruins play has been somewhat encouraging. But when it comes to uh, high danger chances, uh, the Bruins not uh, not very high on the list when it comes to high danger chances for at five on five. In fact, they are dead last in the NHL in that category. And that's certainly a big reason why they have struggled uh, to win games. They're getting shots. They're getting attempts but not in those high danger areas. And we'll talk about that a bit more on tomorrow's episode when we update the Atlantic Division power rankings. I hope you jumped on the Built Bar Black Friday sales. If not, it's the best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday. And Built.com is the place to aim your mouse, get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy, 20% off site-wide, and even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth and built swag. A brand new built bar flavor has just landed in time for Cyber Monday. Caramel Almond Delight delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, almonds, delightful. Be sure to get yours today before they're gone. Uh, you can also get a special new built bar puffs flavors, white chocolate cheesecake. Uh, Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of built bar. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED20 to get 20% off everything. Again, that's promo code LOCKED20 for 20% off everything today at Built.com. Also, a quick word about Bet Online: The best place to get all your sports action in this holiday season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON. Not just football they have you covered for, but also uh, hockey, basketball, pro and college, boxing, UFC, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Now some news and notes from around the NHL to um, finish off today's podcast. I mentioned the Montreal Canadiens made sweeping changes in their front office. Uh, they let go general manager Mark Bergevin, head scout Trevor Timmons, uh, also their head of communications, assistant GM Scott Mellenby resigned on Saturday. They hired former New York Rangers GM and Boston Bruins executive Jeff Gordon as executive vice president of hockey operations. He was instrumental in building these current Bruins. Uh, he drafted Marchand, traded for Tuka Rask, drafted Lucic. Uh, so we'll see what else comes of this shakeup in Montreal. 
Uh, a lot of people on the list of candidates, including Patrick Waugh, Roberto Luongo, uh, Vincent Dampus. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, where the Canadians go from here. Uh, the San Jose Sharks placed winger Evander Kane on waivers in anticipation of the end of his 21-game suspension. If he quit clears, uh, he will report to their AHL affiliate. Uh, if he doesn't report, he'll be suspended without pay. Uh, speaking of being put on waivers, Matt Murray was placed on waivers. He's been assigned to AHL Belleville. And uh, the Senators were involved in an incident with the uh, Los Angeles Kings over the weekend where Brendan Lemieux was accused of biting Brendan Brady Kachuk. He'll have an in-person uh, hearing today with the NHL. Uh, Fenway Sports Group has signed a purchase agreement to assume controlling stake in the Pittsburgh Penguins. Co-owner Mary Lemieux supposed to stay with the club in some capacity. Uh, so that sale is expected to go forward. And again, it'll be interesting to see how that affects the relationship between the Bruins and the Red Sox. Uh, there are some Canucks who are on the trading block or getting calls about them anyways. Brock Besser, uh, he would be a, a great catch for the Bruins, I believe, as would Bo Horvat, uh, JT Miller, uh, other players who could be on the uh, trade block coming up that the Bruins might be interested in. Ryan Strome from the Rangers, Dylan Strome from the Blackhawks I'm still uh, interested in. Uh, Phil Kessel if the Coyotes retain some uh, salary. Uh, so now that um, Thanksgiving is over, teams have kind of a clear look at where they are in the standings or, or what they are capable of. Uh, we'll start to see some more trades uh, developing here in the coming uh, in the coming weeks. That's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Again, thank you so much for taking some time to listen. Quick programming note: we will have five episodes this week, but I may not record on Wednesday as it's my birthday, and uh, my wife and I are heading to Niagara for the night. And um, yeah, that's it. I think tonight we'll probably check out some Yellowstone. Tomorrow on the podcast, we will preview the game against the Red Wings as well as update the Atlantic Division Power Rankings. And I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving weekend and that uh, your Monday is off to a good start. And uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.